0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who is Tennessee's best NFL prospect? It's today's poll question. It is on the YouTube channel, so please vote. James Pierce now leads with 56% of the vote. Nico second with 24% of the vote. Cooper Mays, 12% of the vote. Brew McCoy, 8% of the vote. So I'm going to start with these parameters, and I'm going to ask the message forward, and I'm going to ask Caleb to stick to these parameters. I'm talking about we have this conversation in 15 years. So all their careers are done. Okay, so we're not talking about a scenario in which, Boy well, Cooper would be drafted higher right now, which he might be. I don't know he'd be drafted higher than Pierce or a healthy McCoy. But anyway, um, we're not talking about right now. We're talking about 15 years from now, who's most likely to don a gold jacket one day. Is it James Pierce, as our audience seems to believe, Caleb?
2: <sighs> James Pierce is a great one. Before last week, I was going into it, debating between James Pierce and Brew McCoy, because I'm with you about Brew McCoy. Cooper Mays, I'm a fan of, but I don't see... Cooper Mays, I see, is a very good NFL player. James Pierce, Brew McCoy, just raw skills. I see Hall of Fame potential, potentially. But after watching that Citrus Bowl, it's Nico Iomaliava. And I'm sorry, guys. And I never would have said that beforehand. I thought Nico Iomaliava was the perfect quarterback to fit Josh Heupel's system. You've heard me say that, Dave, like a Tim Tebow to Urban Meyer, a Tommy Frazier to Tom Osborne. But what did Tommy Frazier and Tim Tebow do in the NFL? Not that much.
1: Zero. But we knew Tommy, we knew Franklin wasn't going to do anything. Franklin well, Frazier, Frazier, Frazier. We knew Tommy oh. Frazier wasn't going to do anything. Uh, so right.
2: We did. Well, I, you, you did. I was so young. I do I did not know Tommy Frazier wasn't going to do anything.
1: I didn't learn about Tommy Frazier until
2: later in life, but
1: just <laughs> yeah, so, the style of play. I mean, it, he wasn't a pro style guy at all. Right. And and, he, and unfortunately, racism at the time wasn't going to give him the opportunity, but that's a whole different story.
2: Um so I'm going to say it's Nico because of this. And remember, I don't know who said that Arch Manning's probably the better NFL prospect, and Nico is just in the better system. So Nico will be better in college, but Arch will be better in the NFL. Dave, I'm not so sure about that after watching that game last week. What's a weakness in Nico's game? And there's a in that that rollout sideline pass he made to Ramel Keaton changed everything I thought about Nico because that is. Do you Jimmy Hyams talks about this all the time, and you probably remember? Remember the Peyton Manning pass on the out route against Mississippi State when he came in as a freshman? That just mm-hmm. blew everybody's mind away.
1: Yes. When you knew he could play big-time college football. I still remember that.
2: Yes. That pass by Nico was more impressive. To Rebel Keaton on the on the sideline. Go back and watch the tapes of them side by side. That is the, one of the most impressive passes I've ever seen. And I, I looked at that and I said, Nico, to me, was a great fit for Hypel's system because he was a fluid runner and had a beautiful deep ball and enough touch over the middle. That's not enough. I mean... That was short selling his skills, wasn't it? After you watched him in the Citrus Bowl? Mhm. I mean, he's a, he's a very quick decision maker and he's got the he also done just how touch. he's got great zip when he needs to have zip over the middle. I I watched him and I didn't see a weakness in his game. And I'm thinking, look, I'm sorry. I I saw Hall of Fame potential there, right there in in the mm-hmm. Citrus Bowl. And that may be crazy, but
1: okay, I'm going to tell you why Caleb's crazy. And it's brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Hemp House chat with two tscom dot Hemp House chat with two tscom And don't forget to use the promo code hooked. That's hooked and get 10 percent off anything at the Hemp House. Here's here's why you're crazy. I don't believe this to be the case but I've seen many a times where quarterbacks look good. This happens all the time in the NFL for two or three games and defenses start to figure them out. So that could, could theoretically still happen. Everything I hear about Nico is that it won't happen, that he's huge on film that he prepares, prepares, prepares. Uh, I believe he's also very competitive. So I do not believe that there's any chance that if they did figure something out in his game, he wouldn't work on it like heck. In the offseason, whether it's Michael Jordan being a better three-point shooter or the turnaround jumper at the elbow, he would address that in his game and be great. But at this point, I've seen more out of James Pierce. And I'm not going to talk about the the off-field issue because it's not serious enough yet for me to be a concern. So if I'm an NFL GM and somebody comes to me right now and says you can pick between these four guys. It is January 2024. Who are you picking? I'm taking Pierce number one. Had Brew McCoy been 100% healthy, there would be a monstrous debate between McCoy and Ia in my mind. But I'm taking Nico because he's the quarterback and healthy and he's going to put on weight, and he's going to be massive. You wait and see. I mean, I know he has smallish, a smallish frame in his shoulders, but he's going to end up being huge. Guys, he wears small shoulder pads that quarterbacks are wearing now, which is part of the reason he he looks smaller. It gives them better flexibility is the theory. You know, this stuff always changes. They'll probably be big, huge, and monstrous 10 years from now. But right now, the trend is for them to be smaller for quarterbacks. So I take James Pierce, number one. I take Nico second, and then I would take Cooper Mays third because I think he's going to start in the NFL for eight or 10 years. I like his competitive juice as well, and then I would take Brew McCoy, but that being said, I don't want this to sound like a knock on any of these guys because I think you're talking about the four best players on Tennessee's team when it comes to NFL potential. Did I leave anybody out, Caleb?
2: I'm a fan of Javante Spragan's when healthy as okay. a guard in the NFL. Um, but I don't think you did. My question with you with Pierce, and I saw this a little bit on the message board and I kind of agree with 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 them. Pierce is very small for a defensive end in the NFL. Her I was gonna
1: bring I was gonna bring that up uh, as well. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I you know, and Durrell Darrell Taylor, I thought, was small, but people loved him coming out of Tennessee when Jeremy Pruitt was there, and he just hasn't he hasn't met the same standards that he hasn't had the impact that people thought he would have. He's battled injuries to be fair. James Pierce hasn't, but you know, Pierce Pierce is going to have to show more ability in coverage to maybe be an outside linebacker. Now he, he did have a pick six the other day, but I don't know if that's reflective. I don't think pick sixes show that you're good in coverage. I mean, you were just told to stand in a spot and the quarterback stupidly threw it to you if you're an outside linebacker I thought that, that was
1: uh, I thought that was a really good call by the defensive coordinator that everybody hates for no reason and that's Tim Banks.
2: Yes, exactly. That was Tim Banks who who basically schemed that pick six by Pierce. So that's my one issue. Now, what you said about Nico quarterbacks their first game. You know, Dave, typically I agree with you, but n- typically also when I watch quarterbacks in their first game, what happens? Defenses bring a ton of pressure. They either to play solve zone or tight man with while bringing a ton of pressure to see how the quarterback handles it. Iowa stayed in its base four two five defense with Nico. They kept their same defensive schemes, and Nico went through his reads. He was patient. He made every throw pro- possible. So I'm thinking if he could look like that against that defense, look, I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't think there's a defense that can figure Nico out.
1: You you may be right. All right. I'm
0: Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg.
2: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details. Let's let's talk size for a second. Um, James <laughs> Pierce <Okay>. is listed. <laughs> James Pierce is listed on on UT's website. By the way, I have a sports car. I don't know what that says about me. Six foot five, 242 pounds. That's James Pierce as a sophomore. I don't think size is an issue. Von Miller is six foot three, 250 pounds. So you think Pierce is going to be able to carry... 250 pretty easily. Now, I think that 242 probably came down to the mid 230s based off watching him throughout the season. Players typically lose weight. So I think he'll want to come in an NFL camp or let's say camp this year at about a 250. He comes at a 250. He gets down in the low 240s by the end of the season. I think he's a, a really good player and I think he has great body lean. So I'm not as worried about Pierce's size. Let's talk Nico's size. So we were told that he was about 215 towards the end of the regular season. So people asking, asking, will he come in at 220? I guarantee you that guy with his dedication to football is going to come in at 225 or 230 to open up the season. Um, so I don't really think that size is going to be an issue in the NFL with either, Caleb.
2: No, I don't. As a matter of fact, Nico is... This is why I think he's going to end up being great. I always thought he was going to be great. He was going to put on the weight. I said, you wanted him to put on the weight before you threw him out there. And so I brought up his size all this year. I never thought he was going to, he wasn't going to get bigger though. He got bigger during the season. Nico is, you said it, and everybody's compared him to Bryce Young. And I I didn't want to make that comparison, but after watching him last week, I'm willing to make that comparison. But imagine if Bryce Young were 6'6", how good he'd be right now, and what his potential would be.
1: He'd be on the verge of being one of the best quarterbacks of all time.
2: So, if Nico's, and Nico's comparisons have been Bryce Young at 6'6". So, what does that make Nico on the verge of being? I mean,
1: you It know. makes you on the verge of being absolutely right. As far as Caleb Calhoun, you took Nico. Um, yeah, if he... If he's 6'6 Bryce Young, then I look stupid for even saying James Pierce.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because 6'6 Bryce Young, and he's been drawing comparisons to Bryce Young the whole time. So if he's 6'6 Bryce Young and he gets, I think Nico's goal, I think his target weight is 230. Think that, what do you think? Think that's a solid target weight for him?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that he'd want to get any heavier than that. and Unless he turns out to be such an incredible pocket passer that, He's comfortable with adding more weight, like way down the line in his NFL career, like five or six years.
2: Okay, yeah, I think he can stay a fluid runner at two thirty because he's six six. I think he can stay a fluid runner at two thirty because he's six six. And if he keeps everything else, look, I mean, you're talking about it, I mean, guys. I'm not. I'm not trying to overreact. I was with Dave. I was with everybody on this. The way Nico played in that Citrus Bowl, even though the stat line didn't show it, he was really, really good. Okay, And if Romel Keaton didn't lose a ball in the sun or drop a pass over the middle, we're talking about a passing, a stat line that's about 270 yards and five total touchdowns. So I think because of what I, the size I think Nico's going to reach, I think because of what I saw from him, I, I, it's Nico. Because Nico's not just, he's turned away from me thinking he's an NFL prospect, to me thinking like I think Tennessee's got like a future Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL on their hands right now in college.
1: I tend to agree. And there's some debate on the message board as to whether or not he should come in at 230 or 225. Is 230 too big? That's up to them to figure out the point is the weight's not going to be an issue coming into year two. Now, the but somebody said on the 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 bowl coverage they said 210. I was told two fifteen by somebody that would know that somebody that steps on steps on the scales with him. But that was in late November, early December. So perhaps, he and the bowl
2: coverage looks at probably the UT sports official websites or programs where he's listed, and those are all made at the beginning of the year. So at the beginning of the football season, so you can add weight during the football season, and I'm pretty sure Nico did.
1: I've never thought about that. Do they add that to UT's website through the year? Probably no. not.
2: No, they 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 add. Here's what they set the roster for spring camp. They set it for spring camp because there's conditioning in January, I believe, right? January and February, there's conditioning. Then they set the roster and they set the weights at the start of spring ball. Then they set the roster and the size and the weights again at the start of fall camp. And that's the last time, that's the last weight or size you see for them until spring ball the next year. So that, which to me, I, I get it, by the way, because most of your size changes during the conditioning and all season workouts, not necessarily during practice. So I get why they do that. But that does not mean that you're not putting on weight when you're practicing throughout the year. So I don't believe Nico's the same size he was when he when fall camp started in August. I just don't.
1: Uh, yep. So according to UT's website, he was listed at two oh six. I he wasn't two oh six before the season. I I, I don't believe. Um. Uh, anyway, I was told. He came in at 195, and he was 215 towards end of December, early January. All these listings, are really tough to trust, but that's exactly what I was told, Uh, 195 to 215. Um, I don't know, maybe went on some sort of fast in December and got down to 210. I think a lot of these are guesses. I'm telling you that the weight's not going to be an issue in year two, and it's not going to be an issue for the rest of his career unless he develops some sort of eating disorder.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Nico's totally fine. I think he's... I never thought... I thought it was an issue in September and October, which is why I wasn't for starting him this year. It's not going to be an issue. It's not an issue now, and it certainly won't be an issue by next year, which is why Nico is all of a sudden a budding Hall of Fame quarterback.
1: Budding Hall of Fame quarterback. College or NFL or both?
2: Both. We may have a debate over the best quarterback in Tennessee history when Nico leaves. It's out of the now, but we may have that debate.
1: I'll tell you this. I'm not worried about the Casey Clawson scenario. And you know, I love Casey, right? I've told you that on and, yeah. off, on and off the air. But he, he, I don't know if he knew where the weight room was during his time at Tennessee. I don't know if he ever found it, but he never added weight. You, Nico has already shown you enough that he's put on, let's say, 15, 20 pounds. If the television was right and I was wrong, which I'm not. But let's say that if he's put on 15 pounds in an offseason, he's already he's already proven to you that he's dedicated to that aspect of his game. So weight's not going to be an issue long term. It's never an issue at Sports Treasures. Carrying over 5 million Sports Treasures and so much more. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia. Go to Facebook.com. Sports Treasures TN. Sports Treasures TN. They send out the daily updates, and they're absolutely phenomenal. The stuff they have in the Tennessee memorabilia right there. In North Knoxville. Okay. What about the other guys we talked about? Brew McCoy and Cooper Mays. So I talked to a scout before the the season began. And he said Brew was unquestionably the best NFL prospect on the team. So if he comes back and he's 100%, how good is he he in the pros? Or how good is he this year for that matter? Uh, Same for Cooper Mays who will come into the season a hundred percent healthy and a hundred percent into the rhythm of the, the, the progression of the season. Unlike last year with the ab injury. I mean, what's the upside if these guys are both hundred percent healthy.
2: I think brew's in the pros and brew is brew is starting. I don't know if brew, I don't know if brew can surpass like what Kelly Washington or Jawan Jennings would be in the NFL. And Dave, you, you might know more about that than I, than I would with Kelly Washington, but Kelly Washington never really, he was a solid NFL player, but for a guy that dubbed himself the future, was never the future of the NFL when he got to the pros.
1: Um, No, maybe by the future he meant the second coming of the XFL. (laughs) (laughs) He said, one day I'm going to be in the XFL at 40 years old. Uh, But those two guys uh, are are clearly, I believe, NFL players. I think we're talking about the four distinct ones that are NFL players. Who Who have we left off? omari Thomas.
2: Amari Who Thomas else? will be a solid one. He's not a he's not a star in the NFL, but he's a solid prospect in the NFL. Um, obvious again, Javante spragans I'm a huge Javante spragans fan. I think Javante spragans will be starting somewhere in the NFL. Look, if it wasn't for the name and the belovedness, guys, Javante spragans may be a better guard than Trey Smith was at Tennessee.
1: And like he, not, that- not going with you there, but I'm I'm listening to the argument.
2: Smith has better leverage, but Spragans' size has helped him out a lot to overcome that. And so I, I'm just really, 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 really high on Spraggins. And that's not just me speaking. Go out, go check out my interview from SEC Media Days with Cole Kublick. Kublik, an offensive line guy, said if you watch Tennessee's offense in 2022, what you missed was Spraggan's blocking more than anything else in that offense was kind of the catalyst.
1: Hey, I want to bring up what Derek has to say, talking about Bruce. If that's the case, why is he coming back, and why are we paying a broke leg player? Well, because, A, you don't want to go through the combine process when you're recovering from a broken leg. That's going to cost you a round, at the very least, right off the bat. Um, You can ask uh, Cedric Tillman about that. Two, you don't want to... I think take a risk on a transfer player by paying him some money caleb when you have medical technology at the state it is everybody seems uh to come back caleb everybody seems to come back healthy nowadays when i saw brew mccoy's injury i thought man that's a shame for the young man but he is still going to have a fantastic enough future i never thought to myself he's he's done so forever did you
2: no and three and here's a big one guys Because the NFL has rookie scales, where you get drafted matters. Okay, you would much you you you, a first round versus a fourth round pick. That's generational wealth difference. Okay, and Brew McCoy, guess who he gets to play with next year if he comes back healthy? Nico Iamaliava. Wouldn't you rather take the nil money and boost your draft stock to a potential first rounder rather than go right now and be a third rounder or fourth rounder? Yeah, you would